So let's talk about distressing life experiences that stay locked away in the corners of your mind, unspoken. Now, after experiencing a traumatic event, finding the right words can feel like an impossible challenge. And it's not unusual to fail with the ability to express the pain, the difficulties, or that stressful experience. I compare it to trying to tell someone a dream you've had, but you know that memory when you wake up, it's cloudy and it's slipping away, and it's just impossibly difficult to be able to articulate to anyone, even yourself, connecting some of the dream dots. I want you to know that you do not have to find the words in order to start on a healing journey from the nightmare you experienced and that I know still haunts you today. So how then do the voiceless actually find their voices? What if I told you that you could find answers to how those tragic life experiences are affecting your present day without speaking a word? Healing can actually begin even when you start tapping just into the emotions surrounding your feelings. In fact, finding strength, <laughs> your emotions, can be a very powerful step towards nurturing your mental health. In this episode, we're going to talk a lot about what you're unable to talk about. We're going to explore the impact of trauma on mental health, how silence can actually be therapeutic for your healing journey, and natural strategies for finding your voice internally or externally so that you can break free from those traumatic experiences that continue to affect you. Welcome to the Soul Sign Podcast. Hey there, I'm Gabrielle, your podcast hostess and the creator of the Mighty Zen Wellness brand. Now, in case we haven't met yet, I want to give you the too long, don't listen story of how all this came to be. Now, I've experienced one too many traumatic events in my life. And for decades, I've battled awful feelings emotionally and physically surrounding all of it to the point of becoming air quote frozen. Yes, that was a doctor's diagnosis. It all was literally weighing me down and locking me up. And I was living in severe physical pain. And when you're in pain, most journeys start at a doctor's office. Mine did for sure. And after lots of tests and exams, no one could actually determine the source of all this pain beyond spinal degeneration. And that was the end of that. I went on to pretty much just give up hope that physically I would ever feel better, which led to deeper depression and increased anxiety. The instant that I started to make my time for Zen, I was able to begin working on nurturing my mental physical connection. And Mighty Zen was born out of a frustration and a desire for high quality wellness products that help heal the effects of stress, trauma, triggers, and chronic pain, as well as empowering oneself with ways to soothe their mind and body in the sanctuary of their own home. I believe wellness and healing from trauma should be a soulful experience. And that as women, the only thing we should be choosing to wing is our eyeliner, not our lives. And that's where soul science comes in. 
This is a podcast about how those little soulful hints can do wonders for your well-being, leading you, too, on a journey of rewriting your stories of adversity into narratives of strength. And with Mighty Zen by your side, I know we can make it more soothing and accessible than ever to help you take care of yourself emotionally and physically. Your body and mind are connected in truly remarkable ways, and you deserve to discover all this and live your best life however you define that. Now, I know I'm not the only one who has experienced a trauma and been unable to talk about it out loud. My story with stories that will never be spoken is just that. The trauma, it's still too much, even decades later. In one specific experience that comes to mind, I wasn't able to say anything about it after it happened. I still can't watch anything related to it. I am triggered by hearing about someone of a certain profession. I can try to speak about it, but at a certain point, the physical emotions rush all over my body. Waterworks start, and I'm frozen. My voice is gone. Whatever part of the brain that protects you is, I have to admit, a million percent doing its job. But one day it hit me. Maybe the key to being able to heal wasn't in trying to find the words, but embracing my soul's ability to reveal the things that are triggering me in the present and find a solution in that. Because that is where the struggle is, the present. Logically, I know I am not experiencing that said trauma currently. I'm safe. But there are deep scars that that experience left, like a lack of control being violated in an unimaginable way. Ooh, I can't even say that. Not being seen and definitely not having your feelings hurt. For me, all of my past trauma and how it was showing up led to insane pain manifesting in my body. At the time, I didn't know it was all connected. But it did all begin when I had a very firm decision to put my time on the schedule that took me on a discovery journey that offered answers I have never received in any other way. The birth of Mighty Zen and this podcast has come about from my own very personal struggles. And finally, those epiphanies. And no, it's not a typo if you're picking up on the word Mighty Zen. It is a play on my time. Because healing, it takes time. There's no linear, linear journey for one person to go on. It is a different experience for everyone. So what exactly is trauma? Let's look at the textbook definition provided by the American Psychological Association. It describes it as any disturbing experience that results in significant fear, helplessness, dissociation, confusion, or other disruptive feelings intense enough to have a long-lasting negative effect on a person's attitudes, behaviors, and other aspects of functioning. Traumatic events include those caused by human behavior, and examples they list are rape, war, or industrial accidents, as well as by nature, and examples they list 
are earthquakes, and they often challenge an individual's view of the world as a just, safe, and predictable place. So let's talk about the mental part of traumatic experiences. Now your brain, of course, we know it has two sides, the left side, the right side. Now over on the right side, that's the intuitive, effective, visual, spatial, tactile, and the creative parts of your brain. They're all over there. They retain the memories of scent, touch, sound. Now over on the left side, that's the logical, analytical, sequential, linguistic, part of the brain, the rational part. It retains words, data, and factual information. Now, when you experience trauma, the ability to arrange the events logically, it's a directly affected by the deactivation of the left hemisphere. It literally blacks out during trauma. This can be one of the reasons why it's not always easy for people to express their trauma and why talk therapy by itself might not be sufficient to promote healing. Whatever the reason, it's important to remember that it's okay not to have all the answers or the data that's over there in the left side of the brain. Now let's talk about the physical part of traumatic experiences. You know, my personal journey revealed that past traumas were unknowingly manifesting as chronic pain in my body. It became a saboteur to my complete well-being. There's a thing called hypervigilance, and it's a very common symptom of traumatic experiences. It keeps the body prepared, causing everything from sleep disturbances, muscle tension, and heightened startle responses. And these symptoms can persist. In fact, I believe they're completely programmed long after the trauma. Right? It's just automatic, complete autopilot. And trauma can actually result in long-term physical health issues as well. Those who have experienced trauma, they're approximately three times more susceptible to conditions such as IBS, chronic pain, fibromyalgia, and chronic fatigue syndrome. So with that said, trauma is not purely in your head. It really has a physical impact on your body and disrupting memory storage and altering your brain. So what does processing trauma really mean? Well, if the buzz around trauma healing on TikTok is proof, we're all looking for answers. To process trauma, one has to confront those emotions and thoughts tied to the experience and take the necessary time to acknowledge and process all the emotions connected to the trauma without trying to rush the healing process. Here's the kicker. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to delve into all the gory, hurtful details. In fact, some studies have proved this is so triggering and detrimental to the healing process. And then there's those who have complex post-traumatic stress disorder that may never be able to put their story together. You know, trauma therapy has changed a lot, and it's no longer about just vocalizing the trauma. The mantra, speak your truth, echoes. But as we previously mentioned, vocalizing trauma, it's just not the only path to healing. 
Traditionally, we believed it was cathartic, a way to release the pent-up emotions. Vocalizing trauma is one powerful tool, but it's not the only one because healing is so multifaceted. The goal of trauma processing is to develop skills to deal with the ways that that trauma is still manifesting in your life. Progress means those waves of panic, fear, or despair strike less often. Bad days will come, you will be triggered, but you will be empowered to not let them impair you. In the complexities of unspoken trauma, resolution doesn't always require vocalizing the untold story. There's profound healing through internal empowerment. The silent whispers really can become a guide on the journey to understanding and wholeness. And as a survivor myself, it's comforting to note that trauma therapy has evolved. You know, it involves understanding the impact of the trauma on that present day life and then learning how to connect the dots and cope with it. So let's shift some perspectives from what trauma therapy might have been in the past to where it's going today. And there's definitely a shift from back then to the focus on now, shifting from remembering trauma to repairing it and focusing on how trauma lives in your body, your brain, and your nervous system. So it really is very much about your present, not just your past. And the aim is for a compassionate view of your past self. It's about undoing negative emotions that surround that and build the capacity towards self-love, which isn't necessarily about telling the story, but cultivating a compassionate attitude towards yourself. And you're trying to cope not self-sabotage. You know, unsafe behaviors aren't seen as self-sabotage anymore. They're viewed as what they are, desperate attempts to regulate a traumatized nervous system. Insights heal, but it follows emotional processing and relational connection. Words simply aren't enough. Neuroscience tells us that unprocessed trauma can be put into words initially. Trauma therapy gradually processes that muddle of trauma and the narratives so that you can eventually connect and articulate it. And then caring for the traumatized parts of yourself. This shift is from there's something wrong with me to I care for the traumatized parts of me. It's a move towards, again, that self-compassion, self-love recognizing the strength and acknowledging those past injuries and transforming the feelings, not just the thoughts. Trauma treatment works on helping you safely access those feelings and emotions that are held so deep in the body and brain, transforming not just the thoughts, but transforming the feelings and emotions. It's really the key to healing. So how can silence actually be therapeutic for your healing? It's actually a really powerful tool. It gives us the opportunity to be still, reflect, to process emotions, and find our own inner strength. Instead of fighting against the silence, because sometimes that's really hard for people, to actually 
embrace it and give yourself permission to be still, to sit with the emotions without judgment and objectively. And take the time to listen to your body and your mind and trust that they will guide you towards healing. You know, healing takes time. And the most important thing that I can say is to be patient with yourself. It's not linear. There will be ups and downs along the way. But please be kind to yourself. Practice that self-compassion and celebrate even the smallest epiphanies. And embrace your inner voice, what I like to call your soul, that's giving you the soul signs. As you continue or just embark on your healing journey, remember that that voice matters. It might actually have the answers that you're looking for, and it might take time to find the right words. And even if they're never spoken out loud, because they don't have to. But when you do, when you get those epiphanies, it's so powerful. So let's talk about facing invisible bruises. Those are those internal little scars that are left behind that nobody can see. And they actually hold some pretty powerful clues about why we feel the way we do and why we act the way we do. I want to revisit that elusive dream analogy that I used earlier. And the best way I can describe emotional healing from trauma is being able to be in control of filling in the narrative, the missing parts of the story. Remember those deep scars that the experience left, like lack of control, being violated, not being seen, not being heard? When you are emotionally healing and building up your emotional intelligence, it involves acknowledging and responding intentionally to the emotion that's being triggered by the experience. So imagine if in a triggering moment, you're having a rush of a feeling and you don't know why. You could actually be able to connect and respond intentionally to that experience and know that you're actually experiencing a feeling from the trauma like lack of control, not being seen, not being heard, and disconnecting the physical reaction from the emotional one. By cultivating healthier coping mechanisms, you can start to see these dots that connect the past with the present, and suddenly things start to make more sense and you get more control over your present day. The act of taking a fresh look at this can yield remarkable results and was a total game changer for me in my healing journey. Shifting our perspectives lightens that emotional burden while actually embracing the vulnerabilities that were left behind and it really strengthens our understanding and empathy. So let's talk about some rituals for resilience. Now, if you take nothing away from this episode, I want to instill in you the importance of healing from a relaxed place. Because if you're in the moment of having this rush of emotions and anger and stress and anything negative, it's really hard to be neutral and listen to your inner voice 
and build up that emotional intelligence to these traumatic reactions. And so I'm going to give two different scenarios. I'm going to give you some rituals if you're a Mighty Zen customer, and then if you're not, what you can do on your own. So if you're a Mighty Zen customer and you don't have a Lucky Soul journal, that is an amazing guide to take you through an intentional self-reflection, mindfulness. Um, It has questions and prompts that can trigger the journey to help you find the words. And it really helps you understand what you've experienced and the why. And of course, I have narratives and stories that I will never speak about. And this book is compiled of everything I've used throughout the years in order to be able to understand and heal and connect stories that I might never be able to connect or have answers to. Uh, And it is just brilliant. In fact, just yesterday, before I recorded this, there was another scenario where I was able to work through this process. So again, I can't reiterate enough that the healing journey takes time, but I was like, that's why. That's it. That's it. And I was like, there we go. Um, And your inner words will come as they're willing to come. But this journal and the process, um, it's so therapeutic in itself. So anyway, I'm very, very proud of that. And then next we have an infrared sauna blanket. And if you don't have one of those and haven't experienced one of those, oh my goodness. This um, was something that I built out thinking it would just help with chronic pain. Because again, my journey started back with chronic pain. I didn't connect the emotional and the triggers and all that until later. It went chronic pain, fascia, and then stress, trauma, and triggers. And um, so as I was healing, laying in this, thinking I'm just healing, and I started putting on the guided meditations and the sound baths, which is nothing I would talk about here in a second. I was like, oh my God, like it was transcendent. I was so relaxed. And that's really when answers started to come and I started to go on the journey to connect it all. Um, anyway, if you haven't experienced that, it's, I, how would one describe it? I feel like, especially as the sweat starts happening, it's almost like going back in probably what we can't even remember being in the womb. It's really weird. I know it sounds weird, but it's true. The next thing is self-massage. And so I've developed tools that target the fascia. Um, I became frozen, if you don't know my story. And it was all fascial related, which you have a whole podcast episode about fascia. (laughs) Um, If you don't know what it is, go Google it. But or go to the app, take on our training, something like that, and um, we'll we dive more into it into a course we have over on the app. But the self massage actually it sends this message about relaxing the body, relaxing your muscles, expressing gratitude for the protection that your body's giving you, and. For some people, depending upon the trauma they've experienced, they've never had a self-touch. They have never allowed themselves to have a safe touch. There's always been some kind of internally triggered reaction to that. So this can be a very healing beginning for someone. And then sound baths. If you're familiar with the app, you know that I love 
the crystal bowls and the whole experience of that meditative music and the vibrations as it washes over you and it really calms your nervous system and it just provides such a sense of tranquility. And then something that sounds a little woo-woo when I'm going to use the word meditative, but my approach is different. It's not about sitting cross-legged, especially if you have chronic pain, inflammation, fibromyalgia. Some of these tasks or these activities can be very painful and unsettling and cause more tension in the body. So for me, traditional meditation where you're sitting, you know, shoulders, hopefully trying to get them relaxed and sitting cross-legged. No. And then supporting your neck. Like I have a degenerative spine. And so that is very painful. So when I started to lay down in the sauna blanket and I propped up my legs and I had my neck supported and everything and tried to get in a zero gravity, that was groundbreaking. To get in that state where my body was completely supported and could totally relax was a game changer as well. And from here on out, that's the way I meditate. I lay down, I get in a neutral place, I allow my body to completely take the pressure off and be like, thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for like, literally holding me up. So let's talk about what you could do if you are not yet a Mighty Zen customer. However, I do want to caveat that and say thank you for listening. Because if you are listening to this podcast, I consider you a customer, consider you part of the Mighty Zen family. And so here is some of my advice for getting started on your healing journey. And I think one of the most important places to start is being able to build your own sanctuary, your own cozy retreat space. And for some people, that's really difficult. You know, you're all home in the same space and you don't have a free place to do that. But what you can do is take your elements and then go to a private room. Like if you have a bedroom, you can go in there and close the door and set down your stuff and let everybody in your family and your household know that this is your time, that you need to go have this moment for yourself. And make sure you set aside that time. In fact, one of the biggest questions that I get is how often? How often do this and for how long? And my answer is always the more tension and stress you feel, the longer, more frequently you need to do this. You know, in my beginning of my healing journey, it was daily and it was at least an hour a day in order to get everything to calm down and get that relaxation. Now it's less frequently, but it just depends. Again, it's very individual. The next thing you can do is focus on your breath and taking really deep breaths. And over on the app, which everybody can download for free, there is um, a little mini course. Parts of it is free. Part of it is gated for pain members. But we talk about breath work and re in being able to take a deep breath and expand your rib cage. Because a lot of times that tension in the body and the tightness, it doesn't allow you to expand and get a full breath, but it is really important for regulating your nervous system. And deep breathing really helps you get to a relaxed place and signal to your body that it is, it is safe and you can relax. 
Another thing is DIY sound bath experiences. You do it yourself. So use meditation apps or any kind of online resources. Any kind of soothing sounds, gentle rain, ocean waves. I love crystal singing bowls. Love it for some reason that vibrates and just gets to a really transcendent state for me. And put on headphones so you are immersed completely in the tranquility. Another idea is nature connection. Spend times outdoors alone. Like, don't go with your family. Don't take the dog. This is your time. And being in nature, it's got really healing energy. Whether you're a water baby or a mountain mama, feeling that earth beneath your feet, breathing in the fresh air, it's just got such a remarkable way of soothing frayed nerves. And then create your own rituals. You can ground yourself in the present. You can create a sense of continuity. And you can foster a deep connection to who you are at the core. Rituals, they don't need to be grand. They can be simple, everyday practices that are personal significance to you. So that brings us to knowing that you are not the only one going through what you've gone through. Although everybody's healing journey is very unique to them, there are some common denominators. And navigating triggers and healing from trauma takes time and effort, but it's so worth it. Embrace the vulnerability. Share your story if it's only ever with yourself. Connect those dots. And also remember that seeking professional help is definitely a brave step towards healing your trauma. Please be kind to yourself along the way. And with that said, I'm going to close out this episode and I'll see you in the next one. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and you are excited to try those rituals out for yourself. And by the way, did you know that new episodes drop weekly? Now, I'd hate for you to miss out. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast page if that's where you're listening or follow along on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're interested in getting access to early releases or other podcast only perks, hop on over to our Patreon page for all the deets. I can't wait to hang out with you again soon. Have a great week and I'll see you in the next episode. For listening to the soul, Sun's podcast, where little hints spark big.